0: Hey everybody, Chris Bassett here, and this is the I Drank Too Much This Weekend podcast. On this episode of the podcast, people watch me, Um, my mom is psychically attacked by radio hosts, and I astral project into the body of a biracial superhero. (laughs) Let's get into the podcast! Alrighty! Uh time for another a crazy dream. So I had a dream the other night um where I astral projected into another dimension. Um I was a half black half white superhero with heat powers. Um so if you don't know what astral projection is, it's like no I'm uh capital R E uh tartar sauce uh if you know what I'm saying. But but I don't know a lot. Um but I can assume astral projection is basically like when your spirit or your mind or your consciousness leaves your body, uh, like either through meditation or, in my case, dreaming. Um, But I don't believe in any of this. Hold on. Let's take a backward step. Uh, This is all nonsense to me. But I just got the feeling like I took a dream, or I took a dream. I had a dream, and, uh, you know, I, I got put into this. This is what the dream felt like. So I got put into this other dimension where I was like a superhero that was biracial, which I don't know why that has anything to do with anything. <laughs> but anyway, um so in this in this alternate universe, um I had like superpowers from heat and I remember like uh, there was a scenario where uh, my girlfriend got horribly burned from another villain that had heat powers. And so, from what I remember, uh, this the landscape was like super advanced civilization. There was like technology and like automated machines everywhere. It looked like cyberpunk. I don't know if you've ever played that video game or that movie, but um, um so this this villain, like in a cutscene, like burned her up to a crisp, and uh, I had to go save her. And how I like my powers originated from like tiny, um, uh, organically, but like spliced with technology bugs. Like these half and half cyborg bugs that were tiny, like Ant-Man sized things. They can, they grow, they crawled into your ear <laughs> and like could, went into your brainstem and like manipulated your DNA and brought out latent uh, latent abilities Anyway anyway, hey can you tell that I've had a lot of coffee today or Okay then. So so I had these bugs crawl in my ear, manipulate my brain stem. Now I had heat powers. And some of the powers included like uh I could throw I could project like flames, like flamethrowers from my hands. Um the soles of my feet could emit you know, like, uh, rocket-like blasts so I can fly like Johnny Storm from Fantastic Four. Um, I could also uh, shoot, like, concussive, like, heat bullets from my fingertips. So, um, what? Oh, I could just generate, like, heat, like a heat wave, um, like, thermodynamic heat just to melt things. And then I could have, like, uh, uh, abilities that would, like, raise or lower the temperature surrounding people or things so i could like make people sick by inducing like heat stroke they would like vomit or pass out um so so for whatever reason i knew that the uh the super villain was like downtown so i flew through downtown and the fortress was like very heavily guarded um i was weaving in and out of traffic and i just remember like cars were futuristic and as i flew by they like exploded because it was so hot so they were like melting to the f- the ground or exploding um like from the pressure but uh the supervillain's fortress had like automated turrets and machine guns and then like uh cyber organic uh, security guards so i had i was like shooting like blasts out of my hands like melting people to the ground or melting the heat around the uh, or melting the turrets with heat um so i get into the villain's like um top floor of his complex I I make my way up the building and inside the main uh, location there's like it's like a giant sex dungeon (laughs) full of various torture tools and like old devices and he was up there Um, I just had to like melt through the steel walls Um, and surprisingly he was real weak so I just basically like snapped my fingers uh, fire emitted and just blew him up and I was like well that was anticlimactic. So, he had security cameras everywhere, and, like, uh, so it caught me on camera, and then I thought, I saw from, like, a third perspective that I was, like, on the news, and I was, like, trying to get uh, caught, or whatever, so I broke free of the building, and, uh, like, drones and helicopters were chasing me, and I just kind of flew off into the night, so I woke up, and I was like, wow, (laughs) what the fuck, so... That's why you don't do LSD before bedtime. So let's take a step out of fantasy land uh, and we will relive some of my traumatic uh, past events of my life. <laughs> so I'll just, I'll just reminisce about some things and maybe you can understand. <laughs> There's no way you're understanding. But <laughs> just gain some insight onto uh, my mental illnesses. Um, I do remember like one of my first jobs, uh, when I was a teenager, uh, I think I was 14. Uh, the reason I had to get that job was because, uh, my parents divorced and mom could no longer afford the, you know, I st- stayed with mom and she could no longer afford the rent. So she was like, Christopher, you need to get a job and pay this, pay these bills. So at, at 14, I uh quit the football team. I remember telling the coach like, "Hey coach, I got to quit." And he's like, "Why are you being a pussy?" <laughs> like, "Well, no, my parents are getting a divorce." And he's like, "Oh. All right. Well, sorry to hear that." But so so I had to get a job and uh the the local uh it wasn't local, I guess. It was at the mall. But one of the jobs that was available to 14-year-olds was scooping ice cream. So there was a place in the mall called Bresler's ice cream. My buddy worked there so got a part-time job after school and uh, this is uh, when I got introduced to whippets uh, I don't know if you know what whippets are but if you take like the can of whipped cream turn it upside down and you take you inhale just the compressed gas uh, it gets you high for like 30 seconds now kids don't I'm not condoning. What <laughs> ice cream drugs but don't don't do it but i do remember being introduced to that and so you know several teenagers around the store doing whippets uh, probably doesn't look so good for business <laughs> but <clears throat> consequently um uh that that store was closed and then i moved to the uh the other location just because the boss needed help so much and Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie The Truman Show where uh, Jim Carrey is in the movie and he thinks that, uh, you know, he's uh, hyper aware of like this feeling like people are watching him or, you know, things like his world is uh, not natural. And it ends up being like he's locked in this container that's filming everything that happens and his life is completely scripted. So this, these these feelings um, that I had was before this movie. And so I remember being in the ice cream store, like, you know, in, in the evening, because I worked the night shift or the evening shift, people would just walk by. and They didn't really want ice cream at, like, 9 o'clock at night. So people would walk by and, like, stare at you or just look at you. And I remember just sitting in, you know, behind the register, just looking at customers and I would routinely catch people like staring at me from a distance. And then when I, we would make eye contact, they would look away real quick and then like walk off. And I remember thinking like, what is going on? That's delusional is what it is. But so this, I had these, these delusions of like people eyeballing me or, or I'd catch people looking at me when I'd look at them they would act like it was, you know, not happening. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, what's going on? Are these... This group of people is watching me, and they're trying to trying to film me. This was before cam- phones and cameras. So, well, maybe not cameras, but this was before, you know, before cell phones were popular. And I remember being like, you know, people are... So I then I actively tried to catch people, like, <laughs> looking at me. I don't know why. Try to... Like, see if they were watching me and why they were watching me. And I'd be like, you're part of them. And so, <laughs> so I think mental illness is a part of my genetics. And, you know, as you get older, you know, you you learn about yourself. And that that part of my life where I had this overwhelming, uh, like, tickle in the back of my brain. Like, people were out to get me. I don't know what they, if that's conducive to people that are habitual drug users or if it's but so in relation to my and I know my 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 family history uh I can remember a time when I was younger and my mother had something happen where she had like a nervous breakdown I just remember being I don't know 9 or 10 years old and you know, mom and dad were still together and mom was like screaming horribly in the back. She was in, locked herself in the bathroom and she was screaming, having like a panic attack. And I overheard, you know, like, you know, my dad be like, you know, what's going on? And she's like the people from star 102.5, which is a radio station, they're trying, they're psychically attacking me and they're trying to get me to join their elitist group. So this is my mother. And as a child, you're, (laughs) you're like, uh, okay. And so the dad's solution was we got to get out of the house. So those people can't, you know, psychically attack you like professor X in a wheelchair. Um, and so we, we loaded up the family into a car. This actually happened. And we drove around until we found a payphone. Um, we then mom was like, I can hear the, the voices are calling me to the payphone and so we got out and she talked to whoever was on the payphone um i i don't know if i blocked out much memory after that cuz the next thing that i you know cohesively like tied to that story was that we're in a therapist office so obviously i don't know if dad had admitted her or what happened but she had some evaluation that had to go to therapy and i remember being in the therapist office during her session and the therapy uh waiting room had like a table a uh, couch And then he had, like, magnets, so there was, like, a box, and then the magnets had, like, stars and shapes, and you could stay. And I remember playing with this box of magnets, like a toy or this, to spend the time uh, while she did therapy. And then after we got out, uh, Dad rewarded us for behaving so well. Uh, We went to Toys R Us. I don't know, you probably don't, Toys R Us is old, it doesn't exist anymore, but... Went to a Toys R Us, and he bought me a crash test dummy, which was popular at the time. I don't, it was a toy figurine that exploded. You pushed a button and his head popped off, which is what happened to me. <laughs> so, yeah, I think a lot of uh, mental illness runs in my family. Um, Trying to work on it, but I don't know if you could tell by the podcast, uh, it's still pretty prevalent. That's it for this episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Hey, they demonetized me because I'm a filthy animal. So if you want to help support, uh, use the links down below. There's an Amazon link. Do your regular shopping. No extra cost to you. You can throw a couple of pennies at me. Also, I got the merch. Chris Bassett, creator-spring.com. Buy a cup or a shirt or a something. Check it out. All right, later, masturbators.